Hey bookies, would you like to join in one of our six-week cycles? Do you have a book that you're reading that you wish that we would read? Perfect match made in heaven. Just contact us at www.bookinterrupted backslash fans and see if you could be the next fan member who gets to join the conversation. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. If that right? shot was called Super Dick Dominator, I'm sure that's how everybody would shoot it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just <laughs> This is too good. I can't put this yeah, down. That was so- Sometimes I literally miss hearing him. It's like I haven't talked to Malcolm in a while. That predict divorce. He called them the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And they yes. are. What are they? Yes. Yeah, so I have something to admit. I <gasps> thought. My body Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the goal. And we're gonna talk it out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. Hi, I'm Sarah. I started Book Interrupted and asked the closest people to me to be part of it. First, I asked my sister. Hi, I'm Meredith the sister. My first friend. Hi, I'm Kim, the first friend. My old roommate. Hi, I'm Lindsay, the old roommate. My high school friend. Hi, I'm Kara, the high school friend. My good friend and Kara's sister. That's me. Hi, I'm Leah, Sarah's friend, Kara's sister, and the final member of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from February 14th to April 3rd. It's Sarah's book pick, and we're reading Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. Something is very wrong, Gladwell argues, with the tools and strategies we use to make sense of the people we don't know. And because we don't know how to talk to strangers, we are inviting conflict and misunderstanding in ways that have profound effect on our lives and our world. Published in 2019, Talking to Strangers, What We Should Know About the People We Don't Know by Malcolm Gladwell has been named a Best Book of the Year by the Financial Times, Bloomberg, Chicago Tribune, and Detroit Free Press. It is also a number one bestseller in communication reference on Amazon.com. Gladwell is the author of seven New York Times bestsellers. He is the co-founder of Pushkin Industries, an audio content company that produces the podcasts Revisionist History and Broken Record. He has also been included in the Time 100 Most Influential People list and touted as one of foreign policy's top global thinkers. All right, so it's personal journal time. Let's see what the members of Book Interrupted thought outside the group. Talking to Strangers, my book choice for this season by Malcolm Gladwell. I'm excited about this book. I love, I've read a lot of Malcolm Gladwell's books, and I just love just the way his brain works. I love how he thinks about things at different angles that I never thought of that way before. I'm really looking forward to it. I started the book a little bit and already super fascinating. And I just like how he looks at something and starts to dissect it. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this book. I think that he's just one of those brilliant people that make 
people look at the world in a different way, which I think we need more of, more people like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah, what we should know about the people we don't know. I also really like, there's a part in the book, I mean, I just started it, about Hitler and how the people that were closest, like knew him the most, were the ones that were deceived the most about his true nature. Anyway, those things, anyway, this, this is just gonna be the whole book is gonna be this fascinating book that's gonna start so many conversations about so many things. So I'm really looking forward to discussing this book with other people because that's another thing, I've read so much Malcolm Gladwell and you try to talk to people about it and if they hadn't read the book, there's nothing, like it's hard to explain what he's explaining and the details he explains it in uh, to other people. Eventually you're just like, read the book. It's so good. So looking forward to it. Here we go. Second book of the second season, Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. And I didn't know much about this book at all. You know, I'm really surprised I haven't read anything Malcolm Gladwell because as the women were saying, and they told me about it and they said it would totally be up my alley, which it really is the journalistic approach, the facts, but with a storytelling element, like it seems like this would be absolutely my, my cup of tea. So I'm excited to read it. There is a section of the book, or I know the book is a bit about if you can tell whether a stranger is lying. And so I'm going to put something to all of you, even though I know we're not quite strangers, but maybe some of us are. Maybe there's some new new uh, viewers and listeners here. So I'm going to put it to you. Am I lying? I have not read most of this book already and am recording this personal journal first way behind time. Am I lying? Do you know? Do you not know? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. So just you can you can decide for yourself what what I did because I might have been a little putting this off. And so now I'm doing it. But no, you don't know if I'm lying or not. And that's the whole point of the book. Do we know? You know, if just because we're not having the signs of what a liar should look like or what a sad person or happy person or anybody should look like in this stereotypical idea then you know does that mean that that person is lying and how are we interpreting that person's actions to the detriment of themselves or society or ourselves maybe i haven't read it maybe i have see you on the next personal journal so on this book cycle we're doing malcolm gladwell's talking to strangers and I really enjoy Malcolm Gladwell. I've started two of his books before, Tipping Point and Outliers. I never finished them and not for any good reason. I was enjoying the books. I think they had to get back to the library because maybe there was a hold on them or something or life got busy and I didn't finish them, which is out of character for me. But I often tend to get also a lot of books out of the library at the same time. And then maybe I don't finish one or two. Anyway, I never went back to those ones. I'm looking forward to reading this book and finishing it with the added kind of pure pressure of the of the group because I don't want to let them down. And I also want to talk about the book with the ladies, of course. So the only other thing I know about this book, other than it was written by Malcolm Gladwell, is what I read in the front cover, you know, just now, just before recording this. And it sounds very interesting. It's about communication, essentially, how we interpret or misinterpret what strangers think or whatever. I love this kind of stuff, how it causes conflict in our lives. And there's so much conflict in our lives right now, especially with, oh man, like you talk to people so often where people are having conflicts about 
vaccines and stuff like that and the coronavirus. And it's just a hard time for people misinterpreting each other. There's such division right now, it seems. So maybe this is just what the doctor ordered. Maybe a little bit of understanding of what other people think or mean. Okay, I am talking about talking to strangers. That was funny. I didn't even realize until it was coming out of my mouth. So this is my first personal journal. I have not started the book and I wanted to do a personal journal before I started. I don't know anything about this book. I know that it's by Malcolm Gladwell and that's it. I don't know what the concept is. And I'm really excited though, because I read, what did I read? I always say this wrong too. So I will, I read it as outliers, but then I've since heard people talk about it. So it's outliers. So fine. But I read that. That was really good. I think, I think I've read Tipping Point. I feel like Sarah lent me, maybe she lent me outliers. I also own David and Goliath, which I have not yet read. So who knows? Maybe that'll find its way into a book cycle. Anyway, so Malcolm Gladwell talking to strangers. I know nothing about. I've brought it right here right now, holding it up for those of you who are witnessing this on video. So now I'm going to find out what it's about. Let's see. The cover says, talking to strangers, what we should know about the people we don't know. Mm, intriguing. Okay. Oh, and here's some praise from the back of the book. Gladwell is as close to a singular talent as exists today. Gladwell is a master of synthesis. This perennially best-selling author prides himself on radical rethinking and urges the rest of us to follow suit. Well, this isn't telling me anything about the book. This isn't telling me anything about Malcolm Gladwell that I didn't know either. Let's have a look inside and see if we can get a jacket. Okay. Why do our interactions with strangers so often go wrong? Okay, let's see. How did Fidel Castro fool the CIA for a generation? Why did Neville Chamberlain think he could trust Adolf Hitler? Why are campus sexual assaults on the rise? Do television sitcoms teach us something about the way we relate to one another that isn't true? Talking to Strangers is a classic Gladwellian intellectual adventure, a challenging and controversial excursion through history, psychology, and scandals taken straight from the news. In it, Malcolm Gladwell revisits the deceptions of Bernie Madoff, the trial of Amanda Knox, the suicide of Sylvia Plath, and Jerry Sandusky pedophilia scandal at Penn State University, and the death of Sandra Bland, throwing our understanding of these and other stories into doubt. I'm super stoked. I didn't know any of this, and I'm very excited now. The last paragraph of the inside of the book jacket says, Something is very wrong, Gladwell argues, with the tools and strategies we use to make sense of people we don't know. And because we don't know how to talk to strangers, we are inviting conflict and misunderstanding in ways that have a profound effect on our lives and our world. In his first book since his number one bestseller, David and Goliath, mentioned here before, Malcolm Gladwell has written a gripping guidebook for troubled times. Ooh, I'm very excited. Okay, so there's not much more I can say about it because I just learned about it and read the cover and uh, I'm maybe going to start reading it really prematurely because I'm so excited. Is it next? If it's next, then I'm right on track because I'm already burning through the book before this book, which I won't mention here because it's not about that. 
Okay, there you go. Thanks. Bye-bye. Kara here to talk about Talking with Strangers by the brilliant, the super intelligent, the fascinating, the interesting Malcolm Gladwell. He's a fantastic fellow. I am so glad that our world has someone like him there. He's just, gosh, the way his perspectives, the way that he understands people in the world. Uh, I love his podcast, Revisionist History. He's just a cool dude with cool ideas. So yes, please. I can't wait to read this book. I'd also like to take this opportunity to do a shout out to two special people in my life. First of all, my mother, Ruth McBean, and one of my besties, Stacey Harris. Their love for Mr. Malcolm Gladwell is, uh, I don't even have any descriptive words to describe the amount of love that they have in their heart for him and in their minds. Both these wonderful women in my life are super duper attracted to his brain. Yes, he has a sexy brain. Is that a thing? Well, it should be. So yeah, I really haven't met too many people that are so into Malcolm Gladwell the way that I am. Actually, Sarah is as well. So yeah, I can't wait. I know nothing about this book except that it is on the topics of history and psychology. Sign me up for that. I love those uh, topics. So I'm just excited because I really trust his thoughts, his words, his process. And because I love the topics, I think it's going to be a great read. Also because uh, one of my besties and my mom said, you have to read this book. It is so freaking good. So yeah, it'll be kind of cool to explore like the concept of how we as humans don't really have great tools in trying to understand those who we don't really know. What an interesting topic. How does he think of these things? Uh, so I can't wait to like tune in again and let you know what I think of the read as I progress and then complete the book. I will be very happy and enthusiastic to share those thoughts with you. All right, take care, my friends. I'm really looking forward to starting this book. I haven't even read one page yet, but I've actually listened to a couple podcasts when this book first published, him speaking with um, some podcasters about it to promote it, and I'm really looking forward to reading it. It sounds super interesting, and I think of all the books for the upcoming season, this is the one I wish I had picked, or I'm most looking forward to reading. I think it'll be kind of the most informative and I'm just excited about it. It's, it just sounds like such an interesting premise for a book. I wish I had gotten a couple pages in before we start, before I recorded this, then I feel like I'd have more to say on the topic. Uh, all I have to say right now is that I'm really excited to start it and I'm really excited to be done the last book cycle that was What Happened to You, which was my book choice that was just so heavy. I think this will be interesting and informative but hopefully not heavy like like mine was why did i do this to us <laughs> bye this interruption is brought to you by unpublished do you want to know more about the members and book interrupted go behind the scenes visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com book interrupted okay so here's my interruption as many of you know I had a hard time reading What Happened to You, and I bailed on the book. So for a little bit of self-care, 
What I did was I spent an entire day watching Pride and Prejudice, the BBC series, which is like six hours or something. And I took the entire day and did nothing else but sit and watch that series. If you haven't watched it, it's, it definitely is self-care. So that's my interruption. Elizabeth Bennett and Mr. Darcy. Book interrupted. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. This is Sarah's book choice, so she gets to start. Yes. So this is my, my book choice, uh, Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I've read lots of Ma- Malcolm Gladwell books, and they're just always so good. They're really awesome. Actually, you know what, Leah? Your mom gave me this book as a gift. That's oh. why I had it. For a oh. birthday gift, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'm just excited because I love everything. He, I just love the way his mind works. Do you know what I mean? Like, he points out things that you don't really think about and then backs it up with research and... Anyway, I, re- I just really like him. Side note, there's a couple of things about our book choices that have a subtle colorway thing going on. I know. I yeah. Did we talk about mm-hmm. this already? We just talk about the nuances with how they always seem to fit, even though they're completely randomly chosen. I wish I had all the books with me, but there's like subtle blue green going through. Weird. Except I do. One of them. I have one, the books. Yeah. One. There's one that I was like, well, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Get all burnt out. Oh, That's what it was. I was. like, what are you doing in this? See? Yeah. And so what I do when we get the new books, I order them all at once and they arrive and I put them together. And I was like, oh, I don't like how this looks in this group. <laughs> I was all mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have something to admit. I <gasps> thought that I had bought the book. And I've been so busy and I'm like, I'm sure I bought it. I'm sure I bought it. So I'm like looking last night at like two in the morning. I'm like, okay, I need to find this book and start reading something for tomorrow. So I'm tearing up the hole and the dog's there and the dog's like, what the frig are you doing? And all this stuff. I can't find the books. And I looked in like Amazon. I looked at Indigo and I looked at all these places I would have bought the book. I don't think I bought the book. Oh, you're probably <laughs> Sorry, so exhausted. Guys. Yeah, so I will buy the book and I will read it. I did do some research last night at 2 a.m. being on my phone being like, oh, if I can't read something, I better write. I haven't started reading it yet. Yeah, okay. that's okay. I only started right? two days ago. They I, I'm only yeah. a couple chapters in too, but I think by first yeah. group, well, I guess by first personal journal, I do before I read and I say what I think I'm going to think. Okay, good. Hmm. oh that's, that's what i usually do too yeah we all do it differently yeah well Sometimes i liked it this time because then i could do all my first personal journals right away and batch them off and i know that i'm oh. i've got that deadline met before we even get to the book that's smart look at you right. yeah and actually like living and learning how everyone does their <laughs> podcast differently like i do my intro and personal journal blind aside from i can do this yeah that's you it. have it <laughs> like i don't know I've read nothing, which is I, interesting. Lindsay, I've always noticed, does research about everything. Meredith has probably read it twice already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your face. And here I know that he loves happen. a good a batch of everything. Yeah. And I just started. Just enough so I have something to talk about, but not so much that uh, giving things away. The only one I actually read a lot of before our intro was... From the ashes but only because i couldn't put it down i was like mm-hmm. it was well, a couple days before like normal i was reading a couple chapters and it was just like i don't care i'm just gonna, <laughs> this is too good i can't put this yeah, down that was so yeah this is no, why I- like kim i try to do my first personal journal 
before reading it or I might read the intro and be like this is what I think I'm I'm expecting and what I hope how I'm going to experience the book too because otherwise once I start reading and then it's hard knows? to make three like distinctly different journals mm-hmm. because I used to read it I used to do everything I realized it was a big mistake right like I'd be doing all of my journals after reading the book and then I'd have to pretend like I hadn't read the book yet <laughs> I'd be like well, this book <laughs> looks like it might be good I don't know <laughs> but I was just lying <laughs> I do know. So in my research, I did find some things about Malcolm Gladwell, which I found interesting. So I figured Mm -hmm. I'd share with everybody. In 2005, Gladwell was named by Time one of the 100 most influential people. And he grew up in a Mennonite community in Elmira, Ontario, born in England. Then he grew up there and then he was looking for jobs and he ended up in the States. And that's how he started working for all of the different newspapers and stuff there. And in 2011, he was given the Order of Canada, the second highest honor for merit in the systems of order decorations and medals in Canada. So he has the Order of Canada, which I thought was really interesting as well. Wow. But I would love to hear, so I know he does a podcast that I think most of you listen to and I've never listened to called The Revisionist History. I've listened to it. Uh, Would any, would you please tell me a bit about it? So I guess it's kind of like his books in that he takes a topic. So the way that I best understand him is he kind of takes a subject or a topic that one might have presumptions about those presumptions based on like common sense. And then usually he presents the reasons why what we think is common sense is actually not true. So I can give you a good example. One of the episodes of his podcast is about, I can't remember who it was now. It might've even been Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain or Julius Irving. Like it might've been a really good basketball player, but it might not have been. But anyways, this, (laughs) I write all again, not really knowing. But the point (laughs) is that what people, when they shoot free throws, they shoot, shoot it a certain way, right? And the actual science and research shows that your chances of making a free throw shot are better if you shoot it what they call granny style, which would be you throw it from between your legs and up, like you lob it in underhand. And so that is facts. Someone knew that Great fact. resource for Fact Friday. Yep, By there you go. Yeah. It'd be a great resource. For Look Fact for that Friday. on Fact Friday. Facts Friday, yeah. that is. So then he, and he tells the story about it. So it's really interesting. So I, what I do know is that the person who discovered this was a coach and a basketball player. And then his son went on to play basketball at a high level, college and or NBA. And they all knew that this was the best way to do it. But one of them did it and they were ridiculed by the rest of the, cause it's called granny shot, right? By the rest of the league. And so they didn't, uh, maybe they did continue to do it or they didn't continue to do it again details and um (laughs) but I think the point was like the person who shot it in that way has the highest record of free throws ever made successfully made yet still the entire NBA does not shoot like that and so he's just pointing out how like his was also a comment on like I guess how you know being ridiculed can affect whether or not (laughs) you're going to do something that you know was going to get you more points or like whatever. I can't remember all of those things. Do you That's- feel like if it wasn't called granny style, like an old lady? Well, you kind of bend down. It's the crouching motion. And it was called like big ball throwing? Big balls. I, I, if it was like, if it was called like super dick, super dick dominator no. style. <laughs> dominator. 
tossing your nuts? <laughs> I don't know. A catapult or something like Yeah, like, if that right? shot was called Super Dick Dominator, I'm sure that's how everybody would shoot it. but anyway the point is yes that was an influence and he's just making observations he's not arguing one way or another he's just saying here's the facts this is actually the way to shoot it if you want a better chance of making points which obviously you do because you're playing a sport for most points wins here is a thing that influenced people not doing it isn't that interesting about humans kind of situation and so mm-hmm. this for talking to strangers, he's talking about who's started reading it. Sarah? So he's kind of exploring how, I guess, like implicit bias plays a part and how culture, because like in another one of his stories, he talks about like how culturally in Asian cultures, it's not encouraged that you like question your superior. In one of the books, all these planes were crashing specifically with whatever, I can't remember which Asian country airline. And Mm. so they were like, what's wrong? Like, are the planes faulty? Like what's going on? And then what they realized was the co-pilot who has been indoctrined not to question his superior was never saying like, hey, there's a mountain. We're flying into a mountain. Like he would never be able to directly be like, stop the plane or whatever. Your elders and your authority Mm. is culturally very important yeah that's so interesting well also in the beginning of the book when you know when cortez came in uh, from spain to mexico and how the translators thought that the king the ruler of the aztecs was surrendering to him but they didn't understand how they're humble so they often say the opposite of what they mean to be humble to give cortez the opportunity to actually surrender to him but what he thought he was surrendering, he was like, great, thank you. Done. At the end of he's like, so he's basically saying that it's about bias, about what your perception of the world is and how you don't really understand the stranger you're talking to. Yeah, how are some strangers are often wrong. Mm. And yes, here's why you. they're wrong. And here's a whole bunch of examples of that happening. How succinct. Mm. It just took me like 45 minutes to not even make that point. <laughs> that's, what I was going, that's what I was going for. Though. But that's Malcolm Gladwell, though. When you start talking about like his writings and things that he says in the examples, it's the way that he presents it is so interesting. So that yeah. you kind of get off, it's easy to get off track and be like, and then this happened. And right, yeah, crazy? totally. Because the right? stories yeah, are yeah. so enticing, right? Like it's yeah. not just facts. Yeah, he gives you the yeah. interesting stories and then he kind of makes a little succinct conclusion this teaches us this i'm going to tell you what that's like and loop it back yeah and numerous different ways but subtly different to go against what i said because i said he's not like trying to prove any points he is trying to prove one long point which is what Mayor just said for talking to strangers or for like tipping point. It's like how, here's all these examples of like, that there's a tipping point, like in a plane crash, it's not just one disaster that happens and then a plane crashes. It's like 13 things that all have to happen before a plane's going to go down. And like, so he gets examples for whatever supports his thesis, I guess, right? So in talking to strangers, like we don't really know who we're talking to. Why? Well, this perception that we humans think they know things like in the first chapter, it's about like people going against like science and machines telling them one thing and they're like, no, no, we know this guy. Like they think they know and they don't and it costs them greatly. (laughs) 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 It's always interesting. And his voice, like his, uh, he's got a great voice. Yeah. Like to read. It's very I don't know yeah. if it's conversation. So you should get this on Audible if you are t- 
traveling a lot. Does he do the audiobook? Yeah, I don't know if he reads his own. Apparently, yeah. Actually, I'm going to let you know he right did, now. I, gonna, I read it. They do it. actually, it says an audiobook that the actual transcripts of some of the court cases and different things are in the audiobook as well as like cool. interviews with the people. Oh, From oh, what I, cool. I think that's what I read. Yeah, that would make yeah. it more that's like cool. textured or layered mm. in interesting ways. But I mean, his voice, just even in reading his written word. Yeah, his written voice. Yeah, he's so interesting. Um, yeah. What other Malcolm Gladwell books has everybody read? Outliers. Outliers. Yes, Outliers. What's Outliers about? Like the one um, thing I, I could I go again? Yeah, <laughs> no, go you go there. You go. No, I'm no, done. no, go, go. I, it's almost like, like if you're talking about data and you're gathering information and you know, like the average to do, do, do it plots on this graph or whatever. An outlier is like one person that answered like 99 when everybody else answered 50. That would be an outlier from like the norm. So that is like the definition of an outlier. So he tells stories about almost like, I guess, exceptions to the rule. Oh. But he breaks it down to show that it's not that. Actually an outlier. Like you think like, oh, like, like Bill Gates, you're like, he is so exceptional and he's just, and he is. But it's because all of these things happened to him to have him learn something with 10,000 hours. Yeah. He had 10,000 hours of computers when computers were just launching. So yes, he is the brilliant computer guy, but because of all these things happening, he became the outlier because he was, yeah. I think he was working at a place where he had to keep track of the computers at the computer lab. And like so when he, had, he was like, hours upon hours. Yeah, yeah, like it was a whole series of things. And they say another thing like, they found that hockey players that's when i like was people who become yeah people who become professional hockey players they majority of them fall into an age group but because that age group they start in september so that age group's actually older oh, yeah. they're born yeah. between bigger. january and march or january and april right they're so because bigger. yeah it really matters when you're 5 right if you're born in january versus someone born in september you could be it's like you're 2 years older and so those people get picked kind of as the ones who have the talent, but really they're just at that developmental stage earlier. And then they get more investment into them, right? Then they go into the AAA or whatever. And, yeah. and more attention and Is devotion. To... Oh, Is that the book that talks about Michael Jordan? Maybe, yeah. Free throws? Like <laughs> Free throws again? Just, just that he, uh, no, just that he, like his, his practicing regimen is, it was, you know. 10,000 hours. More, was more. 10,000 hours, yeah. yeah. And what else did he write? Let's see. Uh, tipping Point. Oh, I read Tipping Point. Blank. Blank. I haven't read that. Uh, David versus Goliath. I haven't read that one or yet. Or David and Goliath. I haven't, uh, haven't read it yet. Any other ones? He has a lot of good books. What's Blink about? Blink is how you make a judgment in a blink of an eye. They're all very interesting topics that he writes about. It's about expertise. There was an interesting one in Blink where this one person could tell if someone was going to get a divorce. Divorce, yeah. From newlyweds. Wow. Oh, the divorce one. And wasn't it even without audio? It was just watching. He could tell by the way they talked to each other. And I was like, I want to go on this test, but I also so don't want to. <laughs> I'm afraid of the so, answer. It'll be so yeah, it's, awkward. It's, if you have... It's like if you're embarrassed by them or something. What is that? The, what's that word? I can't think of the word he used. Yeah, like but... you're. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Not embarrassed, but like, um, okay, like one example. And the one always shushes the other one because they're too loud. Oh. And B never shushes me, and I am too loud. <laughs> so it's true love, and it's a fact. I can't remember the word, but it's kind of like embarrassment. If the it was an emotion that you wouldn't think would cause. Yeah. 
It was um, a shame. We caused and divorce. It and it was like a, some, ugh, I'm ruining it. Anyway. No. It was second anyway, grade. Lindsay, you'd probably really, really like it because it's all yeah. like researchy and interesting mm. stories and not self-helpy. Cool. Great. Yeah, it's yeah. a great podcast. It's just not fiction. That's the only thing that I think I heard you say you'd and like he has to a read. And you feel like you're like, oh, that's my friend Malcolm. It's he true. has this like friendliness and warmth. Sometimes I literally miss hearing him. It's like I haven't talked to Malcolm in a while. Like it sounds <laughs> psychotic, but like it's like this is my buddy that, that lives in my ear a lot of the time. And when I don't do it for a while, I actually miss him. Okay, I looked it up. Oh, this good. is this thing. It says, uh, after watching thousands of couples argue at his lab, uh, he was able to identify specific negative communication patterns that predict divorce. He called them the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh, yeah. And they yes. are what are they? Yes. Criticism, contempt, defensiveness, contempt. and stonewalling. Oh. What's stonewalling? Contempt was the one. That was. I think stonewalling is like refusing to talk about something, like being Mm. like, "I'm not going to discuss this." I think now I'm scared. Those four horsemen run down my hallway. I know, right? (laughs) Stonewalling, contempt, and Leah's writing it down. Criticism. Criticism. I need to know. If I don't write it down. I love it. Criticism. Move. It doesn't go in. Lindsay, I'm sending you a link of an article that summarizes it. Great, perfect. It'll be in the show notes. So criticism, contempt, contempt, defensiveness. Oh, defensiveness. defensiveness. And stonewalling. And we want to look up stonewalling because we're all kind of like we think we know what it is. Yeah. Stonewalling involves refusing to communicate with another person, intentionally shutting down during an argument, also known as a silent treatment, can be hurtful, frustrating, and harmful to the relationship. Oh well, oh, I don't do that one. Obviously, you do the okay, opposite of that. I can I don't cross do that. that one off my list, <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. I got the other three in spades. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. four horsemen. I could but use I a maybe, little stonewalling. If you're doing it as newlyweds, though, I think that's probably the bad sign because everybody totally is a little sense. bit of that. But if oh, you're doing yeah. it as newlyweds, you're doomed. If you don't like them when you're still in the honeymoon, yeah, 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 phase, that's not a good then uh, it's just going to yeah. get worse because they're totally. just going to settle deeper and deeper into their personality and habits as they get older. Let's face it. All right. Yeah. Another good example was him saying the statistics show pulling your goalie sooner gives you a greater chance of winning the game, but no one will do it because yeah, yeah, like so yeah. it's another people get so angry if the puck goes in and there's no goalie. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. A book club is just a book without members. Join the community by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or sign up for exclusive content through our website at bookinterrupted.com unpublished. We'd like to give a big shout out to our listeners. Your support makes this all possible. Thank you for the uplifting feedback and for recommending us to family and friends. We love hearing from you. Please reach out through our website at bookinterrupted.com fans or by emailing connect at bookinterrupted.com. We appreciate you for taking time out of your busy schedule to connect with us. See you next time on Book Interrupted. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Sarah and I didn't get along when we first met. No. I was, I was good friends with Mayor, 
And sometimes narcissism, narcissism takes a minute to get revealed because it's often with great charisma. Next time I'm not going to believe you. You have to follow up your words with action. Like we probably all have at some point, right? Yeah, it's just trying to be fun. No, of course. I give you permission to be as honest as you like. I have thick skin and I will not be hurt by any of this. I'm scared. Book interrupted. Never forget every child matters.